I'm going to plug this in in two seconds. I'm just going to put peanut butter on my toast. Sure. Because chewing toast and recording a podcast. It works so beautifully. Are things that go together real well. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just say hello first? Hi, I'm Kerry. <laughs> that was my 0003 voice or 1 800 voice. Oh or my God, stop voice. it. Did you stop. Like that? <laughs> Hi, I'm Roz. <laughs> Hi, Roz. Hi. Hey, Roz and Kerry. Hi, Hi, I'm Roz and Kerry. Here we are, Roz and Kerry. Oh my God. That's, Still crazy. That's, that's probably as good as it gets. <laughs> uh, welcome back to this one. Mid- that midlife podcast? Yeah, we are off to a great start already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep an eye on the time. Yes, let's do this. Our episodes must be... Neat and tidy, unlike the rest of our lives. (laughs) I don't think our episodes are ever going to be neat and tidy. What are we talking about this week, Rose? (laughs) This week. We say this week like we have weekly episodes, which we don't. We really don't. Today today we're talking about uh, friendships, friendships as we age um, and how we navigate challenges that inevitably (laughs) as we say every episode of which there is just one um (laughs) harry does the words i do the text stuff and uh she does look cute or she's kind of loud um but yeah friendships are really important and really tricky i think or they can be tricky, you know, juggling time and bandwidth and changes in life and choices and what else? What else? Um, <clears throat> I personally have found that as um, as I've aged, like you kind of, your circle of friends shrinks mm. a little. Um, and I don't know if that's just, uh, I, I feel like it's perhaps, um, due to a combination of things, your life gets fuller with different things, um, you know, work, parenting, ageing parents, um, I think can be a factor in things. And then... There's a lot on the schedule. Yeah. And then I think also too you just... Um, some friendships just have a season. Right. Yeah, and I do think that that's a healthy thing to know for lots of different reasons. Um, and I think, yeah, to know that, well, what's that saying? A season of reason or a lifetime? You know, there's, there's probably more to that saying than I've just left out. No, but. I'm just looking at you with blank face. <laughs> I've got no idea where you're going with this. But, yeah, there is a particular saying and it is about how friendships are with you for, like, a reason, a season or a lifetime and that you come I feel like that last word just should rhyme with reason and yeah I know and rejig that place and make a better saying yeah I'll google it and find out what the actual saying is um but I think you know there's we've all had those beautiful friendships where you are in each other's pockets living a day-to-day because you were at school together or you were at uni together or you're raising your um children together or you come together in some kind of purposeful way, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be besties for the next 25 years. And then there are other people that you've known literally 
well, for example, I know that I've got friends that I've had since I was 17 and I probably haven't chatted to in the last five years, but if I pick up the phone tomorrow, we'll pick up where we left off. Yeah. Yeah, those kind of friendships, um, gosh, you, you just cherish them, don't you? They're um, to be able to, you know, not talk to people for a period of time and then just know that if you needed them um, or if you caught up with them again, it would just be the same as it was, yeah. as if, yeah. you know no time had passed in between. I think there's also, you know, I, I want to touch on um, ending friendships when, or when friendships end yeah. um, and also the difference between perhaps people aren't so much in your life but it's not because the, there's an intention to end that friendship. It just is kind of the way it is. And if you caught up with them, it would still be great and it, it's just almost that, I don't know, life has moved you in a different direction perhaps, yeah. and you're not. But there are certainly instances where friendships do end um, with intention. Um, and, it's, and that can be painful. Yeah. So, look, you know, I, I have been on both sides of it where mm, um, a friendship has ended um, by my instigation and, you know, I'm perhaps not proud of the way I ghosted this person but uh, just that was kind of how it happened and then I've been on the receiving end of that so I know how shit it feels so um I do sometimes feel bad about the way that all played out yeah and I think I think if you ask anybody we'll all say how important and essential friendships are but yet I think you know especially in this midlife um, season to continue to use that word, um, where there are, like you say, aging parents, either tiny children, teenagers, kids leaving the home, um, marriages that need work, all sorts of things going on, work, career changes, navigating how to grow and intentionally maintain other friendships can feel like, how the hell do we fit that in? And there's an assumption I know I assume all the time that everybody else is too busy so I won't call them. And then that doesn't, that's not actually helpful, <laughs> obviously, in maintaining friendships and creating those really beautiful um, real-life connections. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. Obviously, yeah. I'm super chatty today. You um, are, but I think, I think, well, look, I, midlife friendships, I know myself, 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 I mean, it's it's a real vulnerable thing to talk about, isn't it? It is. Like I feel we're just not as funny as we normally are. No, we aren't really funny. It's a serious topic. It is a serious topic and um, what I'm grateful for in this particular season, again, yes, season, um, <laughs> word of the day word of the day it's like you know those episodes of play school and this episode is brought to you by the letter a today this episode is brought to you by the word season um i'm in a really personally really good place with a lot not a lot of people but just the friendships that i have are really meaningful and we can have hard conversations together and we can talk about the difficult shit that's going on in everyone's lives and like you and I we can just be absolute idiots 
and support each other with humour and genuine care and a lot of the trying to keep up with each other or trying to even understand each other or trying to compare life choices because I don't have children and most of my friends have children and other people have decided to do all sorts of other weird and wonderful, beautiful things with their lives. Um, There's a level of acceptance and care that I'm extraordinarily grateful for and I know is can be quite rare when there is an extension of the kind of friendships that we can easily have when we're younger, where it is about trying to compete, where it is about trying to all kind of tick the, you know, life boxes, you know, Um, and I'm pretty grateful for that. What do you have to say about that, Ross? It is. It is. I'm happy for you. Like that's a lovely way of putting it and to get to um this place in life and be able to look around and go oh wow I'm actually taking a moment to pause for a bit and be so grateful for the friendships that I have um where I can be fully myself Mm. um you know I'm thinking of a couple of friendships in particular where I have those moments where I like can be yeah let my guard down completely and either be silly, um, um, you know, and just, I don't know, are we trying too hard with this episode? Look, it's possible, but I do think that there's something important here to be said about needing support and genuine sisterhood as we're navigating a transition that in our mother's era, generally speaking, um, they didn't have this care and support and network. They didn't talk about the changes that were happening to their bodies. They didn't talk about the changes that were happening in their, you know, marriages and partnerships. They didn't talk, I don't believe, about their struggles with their children leaving home or hitting teenagehood or whatever. There was real, like, my impression is that the women that came before us um, really had to suck it up, pretend everything was fine. Or they were put in the funny farm. Like genuinely, do you know what I mean? Like genuinely, you're written off as like a crazy person. That's my experience of what I've, you know, looking back. You just didn't, my mum's generation anyway, you, you didn't talk about the struggles or the difficulties or just grieving different stages of your life. Yeah. And I think for us, that's pretty cool that we do have even just one or two friendships where we can do that. Yeah, I think that is cool. I I wonder if um, perhaps we just didn't see that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, totally, totally. I can't imagine my mum connecting. I actually can't imagine my mum having friends. Is that a terrible thing to say? And it's not true. She does have friends. Of course she does. But I do think not right, Not there's no judgment around it. It's just there was, and look, this is a generalisation, absolutely. We aren't the first, you know, generation to navel gaze and get in touch with our feelings and emotions, Um, although we are rather preoccupied with it. yeah, I do. I I just do really feel that this generation has an opportunity to support each other in a way that wasn't necessarily always available because the social t- taboos around so many things have been broken down in our lifetime. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also wonder too if in, you know, speaking about our parents' generation, if they the need to um, not let your guard down in front of or be so vulnerable with your friends uh, came from this historical battle, like, you know, um, women fought so hard to work outside of the home um, and then with that, which is fantastic, like I think people, both genders, any gender, should, why do I always bring gender into it? Anyway, people, (laughs) I'm like holding up a sign saying cancel us before we even start. (laughs) We can start again anytime you need to. (laughs) I think I was trying to say that. What I was hearing you saying is that oh in, the, in the various waves of feminism, we always try and condense like 100 years of feminism into a 30-minute podcast about silver hair um, or friendships or why we don't care about anything or anyone anymore. Um, but we do care. Of course we care. Um, what I was hearing you saying is that part of what, the gener- some of the generations before have been sold is that you you had the privilege to work outside the home. So, therefore, yeah. you had nothing to whinge about. You weren't allowed to say you were tired. Yeah. You weren't allowed to say that you were sad. You weren't allowed to feel scared or tired or overexhausted or overwhelmed. You were, There was just an expectation that you could be the perfect wife and the perfect mother and rule in the boardroom or the classroom and you couldn't admit that oh I'm actually struggling to to keep up with everything yeah because it also meant that you had to do it all but that was just kind of implied and off they went and and if you do if you are in a situation where you know I do think times are changing um across the board but if you are in a situation where your husband helps out or your partner that's very Specific, your husband, any your flatmate, housemate, person you live with, dog, <laughs> keep, keep moving, Ros. Keep moving. We're Help. still. We are allowed to have husbands. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not cancelled yet. No. Um, if you if you live with someone who helps, um, does more than the average person around the house, then you're considered mm. very lucky. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, don't don't even start me with that because that that is as as we've talked about a whole episode uh, on the like overwhelming yes. like, load that women carry. So that's that the whole, mental load will be a separate episode because and we'll I don't be, know how we went from friendship to suddenly talking about that. It's like I've got all these ideas <laughs> and quick, we better talk about all of it <laughs> all in one podcast. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I think how we, you know, just to circle back, as they say. Um, we do say that a lot, circle yeah, back. We really do. Um, there wasn't a lot of consideration or looking for that sisterhood or, I mean, look, I could we, we could be totally wrong. Maybe in all of those 1950s sitcoms behind there, they were all smoking cigarettes, drinking vodka and discussing who, which neighbour they were going to shag. I don't know. Maybe. How did we get here? (laughs) Well, because we'd kind of assumed that our 
parents' generation were these women that didn't have access to friendships and all of the things, but maybe we just, maybe. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was saying. Like, I know my mum had friends. I don't know if their friendship was, I wonder if the, the reason for their friendship was based on this deep connection of vulnerability or whether it was more situational we have a common interest in something or we have a child together at the same school. Yeah, um, and, I, and look, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. No, not at all. Um, but I do, again, I just, you know, the there was definitely a sense of as you hit middle age, as your body changed, all of the things happening, that you became invisible. That's definitely something that mm. is documented and that women have talked about and that um I've had conversations with older women around you just didn't talk about menopause you didn't talk about your body changing you didn't talk about these things I think also there's a bit of a perception that women would hold everything together Mm. including themselves like just hold it all in and then once they reached a certain age, um, so into those sort of midlife years, cracks start to appear and then they just kind of would blow up their life and move on to another, like a completely separate phase of life. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like that, like that 80s movie where that cute British lady goes and has an affair with some Greek guy. Do you recall that movie from our childhood? No. Yeah. And she went to Greece and, and had hot sex with a hot Greek man and it was like this comedy um, where she then went back to England and was like, oh, my God, and he was kissing my cellulite. It was really, <laughs> it was really funny. But now I look back at it and I'm like, oh, the name will come to me. It was not under the Tuscan sun. That's no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I have not heard of that movie. Um, I, uh, Shirley cool. Valentine. Shirley Valentine. Okay. I'm Googling as we talk. This episode is going to all of the very strange places, Rose. How do you feel about it? It feels like <laughs> a hard slog. Um, <laughs> Shirley Valentine, the 1989 British romantic comedy drama. Yeah, which follows middle age. Oh, the age. movie's actually called Shirley Valentine. Yeah, Shirley oh, Valentine. I thought that was the actress. No, no, no. It follows Is there an age. actress called Shirley Valentine? No, no. Uh, by, oh, yeah, let's add in a lawnmower because let's just, that's that's oh. great. Um, yeah, We've got one here too. Fabulous. Um, in stereo, middle-aged Shirley Valentine in an unexpected discovery of herself, rekindling of her childhood dreams and youthful love of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. That's 1989 British comedy where she says, "That's it. I've had enough. Screw you. I'm off to Greece." Middle-aged housewife Shirley. Yeah. Middle-aged. Well, so if we bring it back to the topic of friendship, maybe we yeah. can um, emulate that in these in our time by going on a girls' trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I don't know. Maybe maybe this episode should have been like a quiz. Everyone asked their mother, did you go on a girl's trip? Did, did you, you have a, friends? 
did you talk why, about why periods and did you talk about periods and hot sex? Tell me more, Mum. Tell me more. I just could not have that conversation with my mother. No, absolutely not. Um, so, okay, let's. <laughs> <laughs> How do you go about ending a friendship? Like in a, I was going to say in a nice way. No, like I think there is. There's there the way be. there's the way that you've mentioned that I know has happened to me where just situationally, all of a sudden you realize, oh my goodness, it's been 18 months since I saw, you know, um Susan. Susan isn't a real person's name, obviously. Um, I hope she's well. Um, and neither of you have contacted each other. And again, if we ran into each other in the shopping center, that would be fine. Um, but it just kind of peters that the activities that we were doing just sort of aren't there anymore or, yeah, situationally, as we keep saying, something's changed. Um, Yeah. I think there is an opportunity, but it does take a degree of skill to be able to have an actual conversation with someone saying, I love you, I'm so grateful for the person you've been in my life. and. Right now we're on a break. I don't know. You know? I don't yeah. know. I don't know either because I have not navigated that well. Um, you know, I can think of a particular situation where I just I could not even deal with the thought of having a conversation with that yeah. person saying, <clears throat> actually, you know, we were friends and we got along and we had things in common and I think as time went on, we kind of just went in separate directions to the point where um, I just couldn't maintain maintain any sort of friendship. Like because it was obviously triggering something in me. Yeah, and then I wasn't able to uh, confront that. Like and yeah. just have that honest conversation to say, you know, which is a bit shit to say when you're 46. I wasn't yeah. very mature. I ghosted someone because yeah. I didn't want to have a hard conversation to say, actually, you know what, I think they're too, over. <laughs> I think, too, in the last couple of years, everyone has been through so much that genuinely our bandwidth for coping with change and grief and loss and transition has been maxed out most of the time yeah yeah most of the time like there's definitely there's there's a couple of friendships that I can think of where yeah I've definitely been actively ghosted where I've sent out a sort of um tendril of hey life is full but I'm still here in your corner and literally never heard back yeah and look I've had that as well so I think that's probably why this you know when I was the ghoster am I the ghoster or the ghost yeah you are yeah yeah when I was the instigator of the ghosting Mm -hmm. um I think that's why I still hot like it's still um I still hold feelings of I you know guilt or regret about the way I handled it because I've since been on the receiving end uh being the ghostie Mm -hmm. um and it sucks it totally sucks I mean, maybe, and this is, I, I definitely went through a period of, like, sadness um, to be the ghoster, the ghostie rather, um, but also have just 
kind of chosen and I don't know how I found this particular path to be honest because it sounds very grand but I just offered myself and the other person compassion yeah um because yeah, life, I- life is large and it doesn't it doesn't mean that shitty behavior intentional or accidental is always okay but yeah just like just let go of the attachment of it all and if we can just be kind to ourselves and each other I just like the last two years honestly I think everyone just gets a free compassion pass and to move on on some level uh on some level but it doesn't excuse like intentionally shitty behavior no 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 of course not of course not it doesn't mean that you go go around doing whatever the fuck you want no 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 but I, I yeah like there's I would actively closed doors for sure but mm. also just gone no hard feelings yeah like, yeah I will endeavor to take a leaf out of your book and follow but it's taken it's, it's definitely taken a little while and I do think I, I do keep weaving everything back to this midlife phase but I really I really do feel like this is a phase in our lives where we are reconciling things and it is a transition. You're in that, um, you know, transit lounge and you're deciding where you're really going and you're deciding what in the suitcase you're going to keep and you're, going, you're you know, choosing who. Do you love how I run with the metaphor? You're, I'm you're just choosing, waiting to see where, where we're going. You're uh, choosing. Do we have our passports? Yeah. Or? like you know who's who's coming on the trip with us who are we going to meet on the other side when we land you know like it is a real transition time and I think it's understandable again it doesn't excuse shitty intentional um behavior but there's there's people that are leaving because they're not coming into the next season of our lives with us there's elements of ourselves that we are leaving behind because they're not coming with us into this next season. Sometimes that's people's husbands and that's a little bit difficult, but we can have another episode about that. <laughs> no husbands were harmed in the making of this episode. I keep having to have those disclaimers, don't, harm. don't I? There's never, like, maybe we should just put out a blanket. We're never going to harm. No, that's not true. No, um, no, I don't know that we can promise that. No, you're right. Um, so now let's talk about how, oh. so how, how, how do you make friends in midlife? Do you, sorry, okay. I find it at this age really difficult to make new friends. So mm. I'll give you um, a personal real life example. So mm. for four, yeah, four years ago, four and a half years ago, we uh, moved into state, mm. and um, I once I I had a, a good group of friends at kids' school. Um, and when we moved to the new school, I found it so incredibly difficult to connect with people initially. And, um, like, there would be times that I would be saying to James, oh, my God, I just, I, I can't, I don't know how to make friends. Like, and, um, you know, we tried yeah. a bunch of, you know, I just, how do you make friends? Tried a bunch of what, like swingers groups? <laughs> <laughs> that all just came out a bit wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I joined the tuck shop. I volunteered in the tuck shop. So yeah. Meet, meet people. <clears throat> Look, and, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a thing. Yeah, and it's, and it's not and. like 
what 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 do you do? Well, I have only recently made some new friends, but again, that's in a new workplace situation. Yeah. And I've been incredibly grateful for that, just to have different conversations with different human beings. It's actually been really, really cool. But how else I would have done that, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, because we tend to be doing the same things in the same places. Mm. Um, and, yeah. It's not know. easy. Like, it's not easy. You can go to, like, a... Um, an exercise class or you can mm. sign up and do, I don't know, a pottery workshop, whatever, whatever floats your boat mm. with the intention of perhaps A, exploring something that is interesting to you and B, meeting some like-minded people. But it's not as simple as that. Like it's it's really, well, maybe it is as simple as that for some people. But, I, again, I think we, we come back to the fact that a lot of people's lives are already really full. Mm. Um, and the idea of, yeah, the idea, like the, the couple of new, like one in particular that I'm thinking of, we've actually had little like fun catch-ups where we've been like, oh, how fun is it to make a new friend in your 40s? You yeah. Know? Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And still finding an afternoon free to catch up for, a you know, a glass of wine, a beach walk, a coffee it's taking a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. So do you get to a point in your life where you're like on a one-in, one-out basis? <laughs> <laughs> I've got an opening uh, next Tuesday for a new friendship. Yeah. Because um, it also takes a lot of time. Like it takes time and energy and effort to develop a friendship. And if you are meeting like I'm really overthinking this now because if you're yeah. going to some sort of exercise class or pottery workshop because they're, they're the two things that mm-hmm, I have got mm-hmm. in my mind, mm-hmm. you're going there and you have all this added pressure on yourself of am I going to meet someone here who could be my new friend? Mm. That's, I don't know, are you setting yourself up for failure? Look, it does sound like a very stressful situation now that you put it that way, Ros. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Um <laughs> But there are, there, you know, I can recall in my 30s genuinely actively trying what you're saying to find new friends and finding yeah. it ridiculously challenging and for yeah. whatever reason that changed. I couldn't even tell you what that reason was. Um, I can I, tell you, you stopped giving a fuck. Yes, maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Look, maybe you just get so comfortable with yourself that you're just like, do you know what? I'm cool. I'm cool no matter what. Well, I don't know that I'm, I've ever been cool or will be cool, but, yes, that internal, that, that that is definitely something that did happen along the way as well. But I was trying, like, meet-up groups and, like, joining yeah. hiking walks with strangers. But what that ended up being, um, <laughs> and when I did the very threadbare um, research for this episode, most of which we've completely ignored, um, there was a lot of evidence there as we all would have heard in those blue zones about how essential friendships are as we age. So I think even if we're sucking at it right now, I think as we age, time frees up potentially and those friendships start to take more of a front seat in our lives. Yeah. Like I think about my dad and he has the most active social life now in his early to mid-80s. And yeah. Um, 
like it's crazy. Like he's found something that he loves doing and he's met a bunch of like-minded people. I don't know. Maybe you just, I don't know. Why do maybe I always bring my to, dad into this? Maybe oh. we have to. <laughs> we talked about dad last time too. That's it. Cut it out. Cut it out. Is this a podcast or is this our therapy? A little bit of column A. It is therapy. It's definitely therapy. Um, You're a yeah. doctor, right? Do Look, you have a doctor in your Chinese, title? Oh, Chinese medicine, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Maybe, maybe you've actually just hit the nail on the head, Ros. We need to just stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. But I do think, again, I think so much, don't I, um, that that connection of friendship is a pretty nourishing thing in our lives at any age and that especially when there's a lot of other change going on in our worlds. To have that yeah. is uh, pretty important. Do you have different friends with different things in your life? Does oh, that make 100%. 100%. <laughs> My sister, for example, is one of those people, again, situationally because of her work and there's this massive network of people that she's known for a really long time. They go on like family, group family holidays where there's literally 15 of them I don't Mm. understand how that happens because I would be flat out getting three of my friends in the same room at the same time um yeah different people for different things so whether I've met some friends at work friends that I've known since I was in my 20s friends that I've met at you know random workshops um yeah it's yeah I think I think that's normal is that normal? Yeah, well, pretty much that's why I'm asking you these things because I'm trying to figure out my level of uh, um, normalcy. How? Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking profound episode. <laughs> Listeners, you are welcome. But I think. I think that sisterhood theme, generally speaking, we are Sorry, so... I am going to ding every time you say sisterhood now. <laughs> oh, you really? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. That's really... Oh, well, what else can I call it? I don't know. Um, I, I feel like we're heading towards the travelling sisterhood of the ya-ya pants or whatever. <laughs> but wouldn't that be fun, though? So yeah. fun. Yeah. Wait, is that a... That, I, know, I know that's a movie. I know it's a book and a movie. Yes. Is that the one with the jeans where they uh, all... I think you've merged I've a couple merged. of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh. It's probably time to stop. Okay. All right. Is there anything else we want to touch on? I think so. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe and just... Oh, my God. Are you still eating your toast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit pause, Rob. Hit pause. It's a, it's a toast break, everyone. Just one moment. You know when you're trying to chew peanut butter toast like really quickly, and mm. your mouth just goes dry all of a sudden because mm. there's a lot of pressure in. I've got to. I'm trying to talk on a podcast, and now mm. I have to swallow this toast. Nobody in their right mind does these things. Are we done? I think we're done. I think Mm. we're done.
I've ever told you this. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. maybe actually. Mm-hmm. Go on. I was very scared of you when I first met you. Oh, really? Lots of people say that. Like, I'm really, yeah. I'm actually really scary. I'm really yeah. scary. Yeah. Not, not because you were like intimate. I think you were like, I just think I thought you were so awesome that I was like, bit intimidated of like I think oh a lot God. of people just actually think I'm terrifying like just out and out terrifying it, it's it's a thing I've heard quite a few times which I don't actually take offense to which probably <laughs> helps to explain why I'm terrifying <laughs> I'm like yeah you know I've got a bit of resting bitch face that just kind of is a bit of a thing 